I learned so much I didn't really want to know. Right? Oh like, my gosh. I don't yes. want to know, I know any I know of this stuff. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was always like, is this valid? Like, I don't know mm-hmm. what I'm doing, but I'm doing this because I'm trying to control it. It was painful. Um, and I Shannon ended up on out. the floor. I did. So I, the, Not I, that I was there, but. <laughs> I want to. The most important factor to a healthy well-being is feeling connected. Welcome, Welcome to. From There to Here, a safe place where we will explore some of life's adventures so that you do not feel alone. Happy Monday, everybody. We are your hosts, Jess and Shannon, and we also have a guest with us today, Emily. So let's get our week off started on a positive and uplifting note. And Jess, what is in your heart lens this Monday? Today, I am feeling really grateful for well-balanced days. It took me a while to get to this point where I actually felt like they exist. Becoming a mom (laughs) within 40 hours was freaking wild. (laughs) And I swear, I was just thinking about this the other day because tomorrow will be the two-year anniversary of the day we brought Jude home. Oh, my goodness. And it's just. It really has taken that long to like feel a balanced vibe across days. And what I mean by that is like I had just the right amount of time with him. I had just the right amount of time working. I also got to yoga. And then I also ended my night with a little girl's night, which included my mom. So it just was it was a really well-balanced day and it felt really great. How about you? Well, first of all, when you said well-balanced, I thought you were going to say you had a well-balanced diet. <laughs> no more freaking <laughs> diets. <laughs> oh, my heart lines actually, um, I was thinking about this and us being able to have Emily join us all the way from Milwaukee, right? Yes. And she's on Zoom. So just the ability <laughs> to meet with people virtually. I know due to the pandemic, we kind of learned that. This was our new way to accomplish tasks, and I just am grateful that Emily doesn't have to travel here. We don't have to travel there. We can see her lovely face, and she can can join the podcast. Uh, Emily, what's in your heart lens this week? Yeah, I think that's a great topic to always actually think about, and thank you for asking me to probably take a step back and think about something Mm -hmm. like this, but... Um, I would say like this week would be health, um, just health of my family, health of me. Um, my daughter just had tonsil and adenoid surgery a couple weeks ago. And so we've just dealt with like, she went into the surgery a little sick and dealing with, you know, recovery of her tonsils being out and everything. It's been a rough couple weeks of just sickness around the house. So I'm happy. Like I could say, looking back at this week, we've been healthy. <laughs> So Yay. I'm grateful for that. <laughs> that is definitely something to be grateful for. If yeah. you want to share your personal heart lens with us, we welcome you to leave a comment on our Facebook page or to email us at podcast from there to here at Gmail. And as always, we will read those during upcoming episodes. Like Shannon had said, we have a guest with us today. Her name is Emily, and I have known Emily since the day she was born, actually. (laughs) Maybe not Mm -hmm. the day, but I have known her (laughs) her entire life. She's like a pseudo cousin. Her dad and my mom worked together for 
um, like 40 years. Is that yeah. right, Emily? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I've known you my whole life too. So I can't think back to a time I didn't know our, your family. Yes. So. <laughs> so they're basically our family, but Emily went through infertility and yep. Do you want to comment how oh, I'm using the word more and more? <laughs> this seems keep... to happen now every time. <laughs> We're just going to keep telling our audience, Jess is saying the word. Yeah. Because that's kind of where, um, why we asked Emily to come on and share her journey is because we started off talking about um, how the word infertility kind of impacted us. And maybe Emily will want to talk about that. But um, Emily, go ahead. It's your turn. Tell us about yeah, your wow. journey. And <laughs> if you want, you can start with the happy ending where you're at right now. And <laughs> Sure. I mean, a very happy ending has come my way um, to get here. But yeah, I have two girls. One is three and the other is 19, 19 months right now. Um, yeah, and I I think just having two in general is just never after, I think our journey was about five years to get pregnant. Um, I never thought I'd have two at that point. <laughs> I always dreamed of two, but getting there, you know, was uh, a little bit of a struggle. So um, I guess I could start out me and my husband met when we were 19. So we met in college, you know, we always mm -hmm. talked about kids eventually. Um, but we wanted to travel and stuff first. So we focused after we got married at 25, um, on just ourselves and like being with friends, uh, traveling, getting into our first job. So kids were just not on our minds at all. Um, but I knew like, I always had this number in my head. I want to have kids by the time I'm 30. So mm -hmm. why I had that number, I have no idea. Maybe mm -hmm. I thought like, I'd have a little bit more money or like I thought I'd be done going out to the bars. Or whatever <laughs> yeah. the was. 30 was um, in my mind too. Did you have a number, Shannon? Yeah. I don't think I had a number. I feel like I had a number for getting married. I wanted to be <laughs> married by 23. Oh, whoa. Right? That's really young. Is it? I don't I think I don't so. Know. But anyway. But yeah. So <laughs> your plan, you had yeah. a plan, right? You had a plan. Plan A was yeah. to have a baby or get pregnant by 30. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I mean, like, you got to take that back a step. So getting pregnant by 30, I was on birth control for 12 years. So getting off the pill, I was kind of told by friends, you know, it could take a while to get a period and get yes. regular cycles and things mm -hmm. like that. I had, I never had like bad periods prior to birth control. I went on birth control to prevent pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had no idea what to expect with that. So I guess I kind of learned quickly when I went off birth control that my cycles, they were consistent, but they were like, not a normal menstrual cycle. They were short. They were light. Mm -hmm. It concerned me. I was like spotting a lot, getting into that type of detail. So something like my intuition told me I should probably talk to a doctor within the first six months of that because I was like, I don't know why things aren't normal yet. Um, mm -hmm. So I went to my OB and kind of told her like, we're planning to start a family or would like to. Um, and like, this is like the cycles I'm experiencing. And so she kind of, I'm trying to remember back at that point, but um, she kind of just said, well, you know, it can take up to a year for cycles to regulate. So you're halfway through that, like, let's meet up back in six months. So at that point, I think I was 
20, it was the summer that I was 29. So I was like halfway through the year because my birthday is at the end of November. Um, And so in that time, you know, I'm still, you know, figuring out, which I think this is very valid. I don't really think I ever knew when you ovulated until I started <laughs> tracking my fertility. Oh, I yeah. Oh, my get gosh. Pregnant yeah. I never knew about that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I <laughs> feel like going through this often, like going through the infertility journey. I learned so much I didn't really want to know, right? Oh, my like, gosh. I don't yes. want to know, know any I know of this stuff. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, I, too, yeah. didn't real. I mean, you have, like, a it, no, no wonder babies are such freaking miracles. I mean, the, all the things that have to align, right? And, yeah, there isn't much time yeah. there when you actually I mean, ovulate, I, when it's got to – anyway. Right. Yeah, a whole, <laughs> a whole journey. I think it's like 30, you have 48 hours, but like 36 hours after your egg releases yeah. that you can like fertilize and all that happens. So who knew? Right. But, um, <laughs> so the education of how this all works <laughs> is lacking yeah. from, I don't know, schools, yeah. right. or health class, <laughs> right. um, women's health in general, just, you know, yeah, yeah, I yeah. had no idea. So it was actually interesting. Um, I had a older coworker at that time that um, she had just had her first baby, but she kind of struggled to get pregnant. And so she gave me this book called Taking Control of Your Fertility. I think we're taking, <laughs> oh care my of- taking control of your fertility. Yeah. Wow. Or taking. Yeah. I think it's taking control or yes. It's something like that because what the book is, it's like thick. It's yeah. basically like how to track your cycle. Temping, taking your temperature every morning to oh see spikes in temp. Yes, Shannon, uh, you did the temperature thing. I, I feel did. like I remember yeah. you doing that. I, and then I, I was well, like, I read this book. Yeah, yeah book. I mean, well, and I and don't checking. think I ever like. I was always like, is this valid? Like, I don't know mm-hmm. what I'm doing, but I'm doing this because I'm trying to control it. Yes. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, so Emily, was it at that about like six, like you guys had been trying or you had been off your birth control for about six months and that's about when you tried to start taking control of Yeah. How it was gonna go. I, you know, like I was just, you know, I yeah. had friends go off the pill and they got pregnant I know. within yes. two months. But I I'm know. like, and that's, it was fine. I wasn't like worried at that point. I'm just like, oh, I'm curious because my like body feels like off. It's like, sure. Like, okay. Right. So I was just more like doing the temperature taking every morning. You have mm-hmm. to do it at the same time. You, if you have a drink the night before, have a bad night's sleep that affects your temperature. Yes. Like it's a whole thing. Um, so I, I was seeing the spikes when you're supposed to see them. I was seeing the dips of ovulation or the spike and then the dip and whatever. Um, and we would, you know, do it in the windows that made sense. Yeah. But, you know, after six months of that not working, I went back to my OB because we had a follow up appointment and she's like, well, you're doing everything right. It can just, you know, sometimes like timed intercourse is what is needed. So um, I think at that point, as an OB, they could only really recommend like Clomid, oh. the medication yeah. to induce ovulation. So. Yes. Did I we tried that. a couple yes. months yeah. of that. Um, you did that actually, for a couple months, you said? Yeah, yeah, I think two two cycles of that. Mm-hmm. And so then I was I was 30 at that point. Um, and we went into the new year. And I think that January that I was 30, I actually did get pregnant, but I had a chemical pregnancy. So I, was, so I lost the baby within, you know, that four and a half, five week mark. And I actually... I'm trying to remember back. I did take a pregnancy test at home 
Um, and there was like that slightest line that I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that looks like a line is a line, they say. Yeah. Um, so and and I, I'm 30. So this should be happening and I'm right 30. now. Yes. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm like, oh, this, this was must plan. be what happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, I went to my doctor and then by that point, like things just slowly declined. The number was low and it just like went down. So at that point with that OB, her recommendation was to see the fertility specialist. Cause at that point I'm 30, it's been a year. Um, I obviously have the loss, the early loss, but they're like, well, they can do more work up on you. They can do all the blood work. They could like get a deeper dive if something's wrong with either of you. So we took that step. I think within like two months, we got into the fertility clinic in my area and wasn't it I crazy it, how long, know. like for me, those weights how long felt you for forever. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like Right. That? And you're always hoping like in that weight, maybe it will happen yes. right? before that oh, appointment. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, the appointment comes, gosh, long time ago now to remember, but <laughs> you just talk about what you've tried. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, they do the blood work, which is always on your cycle day three or four. So at that point, I actually had to wait yep. because Ugh. I was not, Yeah, the yeah. appointment was not at the right time. So you wait another month to come in for your blood work so they can analyze um, your hormone levels, make sure your egg count is in a normal range and your FSH level, um, your vitamin D is important as well. So all these things like you're learning along the way of like, mm-hmm. gosh, I don't know if I have enough vitamin D. Do I need to be taking supplements? <laughs> yes. Like things like that. Um everything I remember came back okay like I was in normal ranges for like egg count drew my husband came back fine he also had to do um like sperm analysis Mm -hmm. so we came back like okay um we were considered unexplained at that point based Mm -hmm. on blood so the doctor's like well we'll just try again he wanted to do timed intercourse again and we're like well I don't know if we feel like doing that right now but not that I wanted to jump into treatment either I just wanted to like I don't know if I I just had a gut feeling the whole time like something was not right with one of us I don't know why I thought that um so I think another month or two went by and they had requested me to get a um dye test done which basically HSG yes. to make sure your tubes are open before we Ugh. would proceed with any sort of procedure. That was horrible. We ended up doing that and it was the most painful thing. I don't think yes. I took the Advil at the right time because mm. <laughs> it was painful. Um, and I Shannon like ended up on out. the floor. I did. So I, the, I, Not I, that I was there, but. <laughs> I want to say like for the listeners out there that are going through this, yes, that HSG test is horrible. You have to do it, right? It's yeah. like a, just another mm-hmm. step in in this journey in the right direction right. to getting a baby. Um, right. y- yeah, I remember another one of my coworkers asking me about it, and I just was honest with her, yeah. and I said, "Like, it hurts. It's horrible, and you'll get through it, and you'll figure out more answers. So just go yeah. did do your, it." Did your doctor tell you? You might get pregnant right after yep. the test, too. Yes. Yep. Yep. I had, I don't think my doctor told me that, but, but a lot of other people did. It, yeah. like it flushes you out. Yeah. It gets you clean. Yep. So hopeful again, right? Yeah. Like, oh, maybe <laughs> I just need this done. Because yep. that's covered by insurance, too. Right. 
That 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 test alone, I'm pretty sure maxed out all of our fertility coverage that we had. So by the time okay. we took that, it was like, all right, right, the rest is out of pocket. But anyway, right? Yeah, so it's then, kind of just the next step you do, right? So yeah. Um, what we found out actually in that HSG, mine was like extremely painful mm. because one tube was blocked. So the dye did not go through. Shannon too. Yeah. Yes. So that's why that's why it was so painful for me. That yes, that is how they usually it's not that one tube was blocked. Yep. Yep. That's all we have time for this week, friends. But please tune in next week for the second part of Emily's interview. Today, we will sign off with some inspiration, as always. Today's inspiration is unknown. Um, It discusses choice. And the thing I find interesting about this is that oftentimes people, when they're just making babies and not peeing on sticks and going through infertility, not a lot of choices are making being made. You've just made the choice that maybe you want to become a parent. So you do what you need to do to make that happen. But in the world of infertility, so many choices have to be made. And it can be really hard, actually. Um, So here it goes. Choice is the most powerful tool we have. Everything boils down to choice. We exist in a field of infinite possibilities. Every choice we make shuts an infinite number of doors and opens an infinite number of doors. At any point, we can change the direction of our lives by a simple choice. It is all in our hands, our hearts, and our minds. Thank you for listening and being a part of our community. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If you'd like to connect, we can be reached at podcast from there to here at Gmail. We We hope hope you continue continue on this journey with us. us.